I want to speak to you for a few minutes tonight about the love of God. And I want to approach it differently than I have approached it before, and I hope that it will bless you, encourage you, and increase your faith. I have and will use my limited ability to exalt God, His doctrine, for His glory, and your profit. I've done it, and I'll keep doing it. I have blasted most heresies about God's love, but tonight is not against heresies about God's love. It's for the truth of God's love toward us and the glory of it. It's one of the greatest doctrines of the Bible. It's a shame that we live in a generation with so many effeminate pulpits that we have to spend most of our time fighting a false concept of the love of God and not just rejoicing in the positive, truthful aspect of it. The great Jehovah God loves us, and he loves us in ways that far transcend our love of anything. It's a tremendous doctrine of the Bible. As your pastor, I believe I could apply tonight's comfort, and there's a lot of comfort in it in specific ways, to just about every member here. Each of you have a different need presently or will have one soon, in which knowing that God loves you in the way that I want to show tonight should be very meaningful. The love of God is our subject. How does God love you? And this is not to be theological tonight, or the eternal phase, or the legal phase, or the vital phase, but the practical phase of God's love. Our experience teaches us that love is a very powerful emotion. Some would say it's the most powerful. Others would say fear may be more powerful than love. And I'm not going to get into that debate because I don't care. I don't care what anyone's opinion is. I know that God loves us and the Bible is filled with that message. Love is a very powerful emotion. Love is a very desired emotion. We desire and appreciate someone loving us. It's meaningful and it's very comforting to have someone love us. But this just isn't someone loving us. This is the creator God of the universe loving us. What if God loved us? And he does. But what if God loved us? We would be set for time and eternity. Nothing would be able to trouble us. We would be soul satisfied forever. If we get a hold of this, God loves us. And he put it in writing. And he, gave, he made the greatest payment that has ever been made. He loves us. And I want you to bask in the love of God tonight. How does God love a sinner? Let's get this part of it over with. This is theological and soteriological. So let's just get it over with quickly. How does God love a sinner? He cannot love sinners. He does not love sinners. He is holy and righteous and can only love holy and righteous objects. He hates all workers of iniquity. We know that from the Bible because it says so. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked. And him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. In the last day, he's going to profess to the wicked, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So God cannot love sinners. He does not love sinners. He hates sinners. He has to hate sinners. It isn't a choice. His nature demands it of him that he cannot, compre- he cannot approve or accept 
wickedness in his presence. How does God love a sinner then? He first purposes to love him. Then he chooses him in Christ by covenant before the world began, where, that is in Christ, he will always love him. God cannot love sinners. He does not love sinners. So how can he love sinners? Since we know he does love sinners because we're sinners and he loves us. He purposes to love us, chooses us in Christ Jesus by covenant before the world began, and then he can love us because we're in Christ. Watch. I've taught it before. According as God hath chosen us in Christ before the foundation of the world. To this end, that we, those that were chosen in Christ, should be holy and without blame before him in love. He loves us by choosing us in his perfectly holy and righteous Son. And it goes on to explain that, that it also involves predestination to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It is God's will to show his love in this universe to some sinners by choosing them in his Son and adopting them in his Son. To the praise of the glory of his grace, it is the good pleasure of his will. It is to the praise of the glory of his grace. There is nothing in us to do with it, wherein he hath made us, God has made us, accepted in the beloved, and the beloved is Jesus Christ. That's how he loves sinners. Right, right there. That is how he loves sinners. This study is not about covenant love. It is how God loves you practically by several angles and traits that he wants you to consider. He gives some illustrations and some comparisons in the Bible that he wants you to consider to appreciate how much he loves us and how he loves us. Now, I have 25 points, but I'm only going to preach one. And we are going to end at a certain time and sing four songs about God's love for us and go home. So I'm only going to preach one twenty-fifth. That is 4%. So I've over-prepared, and I'm going to under-present. And I hope it's good enough for you. Because he convicted me about this verse, and I want to share it, and I just want to keep sharing it with you. So you're going to see it a few times. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, he loves us greatly. And the Bible wants us to know that from Ephesians 2.4. What is one of the strongest examples of love we know? What is one of the strongest human examples of love we know? Oh, yeah, of course. Marriage. Really? Marriage. That guy looks pretty happy. She looks less happy, but she looks happy. <laughs> Nobody could look that happy as he does. But marriage. There's love. Love between a man and a woman. Romantic love. Marriage love. So what is one of the strongest examples of love we know? Marital love. Do you really think so? With so many divorces, dysfunction, adultery, porn problems, anger, and other things that I could list, 
Is that one of the great examples of love? Is marital love? Since it fails so often? Now remember, we're looking at a love that never fails. Remember? Love never fails. It never wanes. Not the love that God has for us. So I don't think that's a very good example. In the, do you really think it is marital love when God must use his love to exhort us rather than vice versa? He has to push us to love our spouses by his example. What is one of the strongest examples of love we know? Oh, it's, it's dad over here on the left with the uh, cell phone taking a picture, and it's mom excited about their son graduating from the Naval Academy. Look at her face. That's it. Do you really think so? She can do nothing for him. He no longer needs her, and he wants to replace her with another woman. Now, now I know that's a little rough. That's a little rough. But they are the facts. It's a little rough. I know it's a little rough, but I just want to point out the situation. I don't think that's the greatest example of love that we can find. What is one of the strongest examples of love we know? The Lord messed me up on Sunday, and today's Wednesday, so I've been messed up for four days. And I'm going to preach to you God's word, and I'm not in touch with my feminine side. I'm just in touch with some feminine women in our church. What is one of the strongest examples of love we know? Right there. Right there. Right there. All my sisters in this church, I started down the arduous path of finding a picture of each of you as a mother with a child. There is no way I can do it and not have half of you angry at me for the picture I chose. <laughs> and if I left out the pictures I, wouldn't th I didn't think you would want me to choose, then it would only be half of you in the list of pictures, so I have excluded all of you. Okay, and just picked them off of the pagan list in Google Pictures. Because even pagan moms know how to love a baby. Okay, and I hope you'll understand that. And I hope you'll be merciful and forgive me. We have a bunch of great mothers in this church. And I wanted, I wanted to honor you, but I, it's not part of my program tonight. This is not a mother-child banquet. This is the love of God and the practical doctrine of it. What is one of the strongest examples of love we know? It is right here. A mother's love for her infant child. I had a mother like that, and my brother had her as well. How sweet, you say. Well, you're not fully thinking with me yet about the strongest example of human love, but you're getting there. Because we are going to talk about a mother's love for her infant child. It does not matter if the baby is ugly. I know it's rough. <laughs> Crying, messing, or selfish. It doesn't matter to a mom. Most mothers greatly love their babies. 
and are totally committed to nurture and protect them fully. It's a tremendous example. This isn't Jonathan Crosby's example. Get that out of your mind. I'm going to show you how God wants you to think about him. Please. It's the Lord's example. Try hurting any such baby. Try to hurt that baby and see what the mother does. Hurt the baby. Hurt the baby. And see what happens. This is what happens. Do you see this over here? Is the bear on the right, the male grizzly, bigger than the mother bear? Does it matter? No. The fury in that mother bear will protect those cubs. Try hurting any such baby. You will meet the most ferocious creature on earth. And some of them are sitting in here beside you. Pat their babies on the head and kiss them gently and have candy for them. Well, maybe not candy. A food bar. That's what happens. That mountain lion is about to meet someone. That's the motherly instinct that God put in animals. It's a tremendous force. It's an incredible force. Solomon. Hushai and God taught a mother bear's natural love is very great and terrible. Solomon, let a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man rather than a fool in his folly. And he's drawing what is the wildest example that he could to point up the terribleness of a fool in his folly. But he picks a mother bear robbed of her whelps. Hushai told Absalom, to persuade him not to go after David immediately, that David's were, men were mighty men, and they are chafed in their minds like a bear robbed of her whelps in the field. It is not someone you want to mess with. And so here is the Bible telling us that a mother's affection for her young is very great. This is God. It was Solomon, Hushai, and now God. I will meet them. This is God promising the judgment he would bring. I will meet them as a bear that is bereaved of her whelps and will rend the call of their heart. That is the pericardium, which is the little sack that the heart hangs in. I will rip their pericardium like a mother bear would. That's ripping your insides out. This is a mother's love for her infant children. Motherly attachment and love Motherly attachment and love are so strong they may be relied on in matters of life and death. King Solomon said, So we have two women claiming one baby. Bring me a sword and let me cut the baby in half. I will find the real mother because she will give up her baby to an enemy to save its life. Is that in the Bible? Are you familiar with these stories? These are powerful, wonderful stories in the Bible for us to learn the wisdom of the point that I'm making to you tonight because I am leading to a verse that I want to share with you. The Philistines, by inspiration of God, made golden hemorrhoids to return to him and put motherly instinct to the test. This way. 
two cows that had calves, had never been put in any kind of a yoke, attached them to a wagon, put the Ark of the Covenant on it, and our five golden hemorrhoids, locked their calves up in a barn where they're going to be howling and see what the cows do. And the cows went straight to Beth Shemesh of Judah, lowing as they went, because their udders were full, and they were speaking to their calves, but they went straight to Judah. And God, by inspiration, told the priest to put it to the test because of the natural instincts of a cow with calves. Don't have time to read it all. Can another Bible example help you? A mother eagle and care for its young. There's a fish over here to the right, and the eagle is tearing it into pieces for its little eaglet. I thought I knew quite a bit about eagles until the past few days. A female eagle is significantly one-third larger than a male. Same white head, one-third larger, 10 or 15 pounds more. Instead of 40 pounds, a 55-pound, 60-pound bird with an 8-foot wingspan instead of 6. But that mother will take care of her little eaglets and feed them, and, so, and the male will help while the mother is recovering in the first couple of weeks, then she takes completely over. The Bible says, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. I have no time to tell you the precious stories about golden eagles kicking their chicks, young birds, a couple few weeks old, out of the nest, and gliding under them and catching them in flight, taking them back up, dropping them again so that they learn how to fly. Consider another example, a mother lioness with her cub. Who wants to mess with that mother? Consider another Bible example. But you guess the mother, and you guess the text. Hunchback whale, humpback whale. There's its baby. What's it doing? Nursing. Nursing. Killer whale with infant whale doing what? Nursing. Do you know what the Bible has to say about this? The creation shows motherly affection toward young even in sea monsters. Even, even the sea monsters draw out the breast. They give suck to their young ones. Even the sea monsters. This is in God's word, and we're compiling verses to know about a mother's instinct for her children. Her love and affection for them her care to nurture them, her protection of them. A mother's love and compassion for an infant son is one of the strongest loves we know. These pictures again to remind you of the mother bear that is there if you try to hurt that infant. The love of God is what we're after tonight though. Does, how does God love you? When you are discouraged... When you are discouraged, when you're fearful or you're lonely, God hears you. 
But Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me. Things will come up in your life where you will think, the Lord's forsaken you. My Lord hath forgotten me. Remember the word forgotten. Here is his response to you when you think something like that. I hope you will never forget the verse I'm about to show you. I hope you will face life and eternity with it. Can a woman forget her sucking child? Can a woman forget a nursing baby? Can a woman forget a baby that she gives birth to that she nurses every three, two, three, four hours in the early days? Can that woman forget her sucking child? The Lord wants to know. He's asking you. That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb. Will she forget her nursing, sucking infant so that she will no longer have love toward it? Are you kidding? Mothers love their infants. Mothers love their little nursing babies. But the Lord wants you to know this. Yea, they may forget. Like this guy. Or this one. That looks like me when Paul got it. <laughs> can, a, can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me, the Lord has forgotten me. The Lord says, can a mother, can a woman forget her sucking child? No. Will she stop loving the son of her womb? No. Well, they might, but I never will. This is God's love for you. This is his word of love to you. I hope you'll never forget it. I hope you will face life and eternity with it. Look at that verse. Can a woman forget her sucking child? Remember, Zion said in verse 14, the verse before this, the Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child? This is God speaking. That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Well, they might, but I never will. Praise God, what a verse. What a promise to us about his love. This is his word of love to you. I hope you will admire, encourage, and learn theology from our mothers by watching them and their tender care of their young children. We have many wonderful mothers in our church that greatly love or have loved in the past their infant children. We have many. But we have two exceptional examples by his gift of special love in them for special sons. And this is what has got me on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and today from that text. What is the son's name? Abraham. 
and that is Christina, his mother. Go mess with him tonight and see what happens. You'll be like the mountain lion in the creek. You'll be up a creek. Abraham has gone everywhere with her. She has to be constantly conscious of him. No one in here should feel left out. Because this, these are two exceptional cases. Constant care and attention. Do anything for him. Do everything for him. Do it again for him. Do it again for him. Do it again for him. It's wonderful. I commend you in Jesus' name for teaching me about God's love on Sunday. Do you know this mother? Go mess with him. Constantly attentive. Constantly protecting. Constantly helping. And they both have so much joy doing it. They have joy. It radiates off their faces. They love their little boys. They love doing it. These are great sisters in the church. And in four days, they've taught me a great deal. I asked Sherry if she ever had any children for us. She said there was a few back some time ago. But you know, I'm talking to every young father. You're young and stupid. And there's a theological lesson to be learned. And I wish I'd been wise enough to learn it in younger days. You've never heard me use this text. Maybe once or twice sometime because we use about the whole Bible for God's love for us. This is God's love for us. If they can do it, God said, they may not, but I will never forget thee, and I will never stop loving thee. These two mothers love their sons very much and do everything for them with great cheer, great affection, great devotion. Chelsea, you're a living example of it. Christina, you are. They provide a constant reminder of God's love from the text that he gave us tonight. Isaiah 49 and verse 15. Can Christina and Chelsea forget their sons and not show them compassion? We would say, no, they wouldn't. No, they couldn't. But God would say, I don't think so. We would say, I don't think so. But they might. Yea, they might. But God will never forget you. He will never fail to have compassion on you. And that is the example he wants to use as one of the strongest illustrations of human natural love for us to know how much God loves us. He will not depart from us. So when you think God has forsaken you because you're in your crib and you've cried for 15 seconds, when you think he's forgotten you, he's on his way. He will never forsake you. And this is powerful in nature. It's powerful in women. And the Lord wanted to use it. The love of God. How does God love you? Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Not really. No, it doesn't really happen. Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. But our God did not stop there. In verse 15, he said, Behold, 
I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. That is verse 16. For, that is an error. It's verse 16. I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. God has you engraved on his hands. He is constantly aware of your situation because your walls are always before him. And he didn't stop there. In verse 17, thy children shall make haste. I'm going to explode your world into prosperity and goodness and your destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. I will get rid of your enemies. I will expand and prosper you quickly in a hurry. I will eliminate your enemies and those that hurt you and send them far away. God's incredible love and care for you should bring your response. And here's the response we should have from verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. And that is where we'll end. I have 25 of these, not expanded like this one, but I wanted to give you one tonight about the love of God for us. When you think you're forsaken, when you think you're forgotten, it's been 15 seconds at the rails of the crib, the Lord is on his way. He will not forget thee. Your walls are continually before him. He has engraven you on his hands, on the palms of his hands.